welcome to the Venue Podcast for June 15th, 2015. This is podcast number 28. We are the Motley crew from Venue, minus a few people here. Josh is no is is not with us today, neither is Matt. So we have the the two other Motley crews here from Venue, myself, William Sellers. And I am Philip. And Brian. All right, guys. So uh, we won't have Robo. We didn't have enough time to do Robo Josh or right. Robo Matt. So we're going to take over the podcast for today. Yep, it's just us three. It's just us mm-hmm. three. So let's get just started. The three of us. So let's get started. <laughs> we have a, we have a lot of good stuff here on the podcast that uh, we want to get going. Yes. First thing in the news section is Jurassic World. Yes, mm-hmm. so it, it was very good. You do, you do, you two guys have seen it. Yes, okay. Yes. I was somewhere this weekend and I saw a commercial for it, and I didn't mm. even know it was coming out. I was like, "What is this? Jurassic what? World?" How, wait, okay. First off, how did you not know that was coming out? Because really, I, I don't have. I, I'm so disappointed I, right I, now. I, I don't even know what to do. <laughs> no, so I, honestly, I didn't know it was coming out, or if I did see. Um, commercials about it i went what is you know i didn't pay attention right and then when i actually saw this in the show notes jurassic world and i heard people talking about going to see it i was like let me go look at this so i went and looked at the trailer and at first i was like what is this did they just remake jurassic park and i was a little bit confused about what is actually what is this it looks like the same story all over again except done in 2015 um so I, 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 we, prior to the podcast, you and I were talking about, you know, mm-hmm. what is this? And I had mentioned that maybe I was like, well, maybe this is because Jurassic Park actually debuted in 1993. Yep, that was a long, long time ago. Time it doesn't ago. seem like that long ago. That's, it, it seems it's rough getting old. It's rough getting old because it seems <laughs> like six. just it seems like maybe just you know a few days ago that Jurassic Park came out, and now it's you know years yep. later. Yeah. And uh, so my, my, my thought was, well, maybe they're just redoing it. This is like a redo. This is because mm-hmm. it's been enough time now that, you know, not that the, the CGI that was in 1993 was great. It really was. You know, for 1993, it was so good. It was fantastic. I mean, yeah. this was revolutionary CGI work that, that those guys at, um, was it Spielberg, you know, yeah. Lucasfilms or Spielberg came out with. Um, maybe in 2015, it's exponentially better and they want to just redo it. Um, I don't really know that it was exponentially better. I mean, it was it was good. It had you know it had a lot of nostalgia to it, right? Mm-hmm, so right. seeing something that you grew up watching and, and being terrified of as a kid, you know, <laughs> yeah, was uh, yeah was kind of refreshing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I looked through the so I did sit through the trailer, mm-hmm. and I was sat like a, a, a whole were, a whole like minute and a half. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Tra- those trailers through. will suck you in. Uh, I will say I do want to go see this movie now. Yeah. Um, I still think it's sort of the same premise. When I watch the the trailer, it's like okay, you know, they it's a theme park. They redo the theme park. So uh, I mean, animals get loose, people yeah. get eaten up, and at the end, uh, they close the park down again. Right. So no no spoilers first. Yeah, of we all. we right. won't we're, we're we won't do, we won't spoilers. We won't spoil. But just if you go look at the trailer, mm-hmm. it's like, all right, I've seen this movie before, but you have it, Will. But you haven't. But. Um, I do want to go see it because it does look awesome. So it's not it's not really a remake at all. It's more of a it's more of a okay, this happened in the past, referring to the original Jurassic Park and mm-hmm. but now you know it's twenty years later 
uh, the island is cleaned up. They don't ever actually really go into that, but you know, the island's cleaned up. The dinosaurs are in cages, and it's an actual theme park that you know twenty thousand people go to. Right. Yeah. And and mainly they're striving to to keep people going to it mm-hmm. uh, because people don't care about dinosaurs anymore. What? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's actually what? That's, that's a it's major. Normal. It's a major theme of the movie. Like the people. Are just, all right. Oh, okay. Dinosaurs are back. That's old news. We brought them right. out of extinction. So they've what, been there for twenty years. What time yeah. frame in today's time is this set in? Is this set in twenty fifteen or like? I think it's today. I don't know. It might be. Yeah. Uh, it seems like it's today. It seems like today. Uh, you know, and they they pay a lot of homage to the original in ninety three. Um, there's so much fan service yeah, for yeah. Jurassic Park fans. Is Jeff Goldblum in it? No. He is. He is not. Oh. There's nobody from the no. original. That, yes. Is there the doctor? Oh, the oh, the, doc- the doctor. He's he was still in the alive. Original? Yeah. Okay. The, when I saw him, I, I wasn't sure if he was in the original. But there's like n- none of the other people, like uh, Doctor Grant or you know, yeah, whoever Jeff Goldblum. He was in the the doctor was in the first one, second one. Was he no, in the third? one? He was one? in the third one. He was in the doctor third Grant one. Doctor okay. Grant was in first and second. It was Goldblum that was in the first and. I mean, I'm sorry. Grant was in the first and third. Goldblum was in the first, first and second. second. Yeah, yeah. I l- look, that was a great, Jeff Goldblum played an awesome. Yeah. I love his role in that movie. Um, so anyway, so you know, it, it, I definitely want to go see it. I'll probably see it maybe this weekend. It was great. Good yep. look. I think it pulled in what they say, five hundred eleven point eight million. Yeah, globally. Uh, ju- yeah, globally. And that I was, think that was Friday and Saturday, or yeah. was that just Friday, Thursday? I, Friday? I didn't see anything after um, after last night. Any any new numbers come out? But it was it's supposedly like the biggest opening weekend ever. ever. Yeah, like it stole that from Avengers, I believe. Wow. Yeah. So. It's, well, it's it's, it's it's a cool movie. I do like the <laughs> franchise. Yeah. Uh, I remember my son when my son was you know a kid. We brought him to see this, mm-hmm. and he loved dinosaurs. So mm-hmm. Jurassic Park, he was glued to, and right. he was he was not he was actually cheering the dinosaurs when they would rip people open, <laughs> and he thought that was just yeah. so cool. So uh, now he's 17. So I guess we're gonna we're gonna try it again. Yeah. So um, some something relevant to our area actually is part of this movie was filmed in New Orleans. At really? The, at, it was filmed at, at Six Flags, which is, our Six Flags New Orleans was um, destroyed by Hurricane Katrina in yeah. 2005. It, it closed down and uh, it never reopened. So it's become a uh, a huge film set, I guess, because it's owned by uh, I think it's owned by the city of New Orleans now. And they they let people go in there and film stuff because they're not using it for anything else. Really? Yeah. So and the actual like main corridor of Jurassic World, where like there's like a Starbucks and a and this is like there's like a bunch of stores there because it's 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 highly commercialized in the movie, mm-hmm. I guess. But um, that that is quite obvious to me. Hmm. The the corridor from Six Flags New you know, Orleans and I've never slash Jazzland. I've never yeah, been. Jazzland. You know, what's yeah. funny is I've never been to Jazzland or Six Flags. Yeah. You I've can actually you can go on the internet and see a lot of really cool pictures of people that go illegally the explore the area. Oh, There's really? like a really a bunch of really cool graffiti and like people take really creepy mm-hmm. pictures. It's oh, actually super. It's cool. actually yeah. It's that stuff's yeah. really cool. So I highly recommend to any listeners that haven't looked up you know Six Flags. Can you go there and just go, can you like no, go to tours or is it completely off. closed off for the totally film off. industry? Yeah, yeah the you only way in is after night. Uh, police, police supposedly I'll have patrol to the in area. And yeah, Mission Impossible type of scenario. <laughs> yep. All right. Yep. Well, um, go see Jurassic Park. Yes, Jurassic World. Jurassic, Jurassic World yep. and Jurassic Park. You should watch Jurassic Park and then just go see Jurassic. Actually, World. if you haven't seen Jurassic Park in a while, you should probably watch it first, just so you get a lot of the the references that it makes yeah. back to the original. Yep. It's, it's it's pretty cool. I kind of want to go watch them again now because I think I have them well, on like you don't need honestly, to see three. The only one you need to watch is the first one. Yep. Okay. Um, I mean, three well, isn't even a I real like Jurassic Park one. like canon movie, right? 
my they favorite just made that up. Yeah, my favorite was Jurassic Park one and two. Three just didn't do it for me. Three, three was it a was decent good. movie, but it wasn't a good Jurassic Park movie, really. I mean, it was yeah. just like, oh, what's a character we can put back in? We can send them <laughs> off to the island and do yeah. something else. And yeah, like, I didn't like the third one. I mean, it was entertaining. Yeah, if you you were sitting it, you wanted to see how it ended up. But it wasn't right. like after you saw it once, you were like, oh, I want to have it on DVD or I want to go watch it again. No. Right. The first two, I was like, man, you know, I like the characters. Jeff Goldblum, I'm a big fan of his anyway. So, you know. I mean, who isn't? I know. Who isn't a fan of Jeff Goldblum? Life uh, finds my, a way. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite movie of his was The Fly. Have you ever seen The Fly? No. Yes. Uh, you need to go see it. Okay. And you, see it again. Because <laughs> it's, gr- it's great. I, mean, I haven't seen it in probably... Five, six, seven, eight years. Yeah, but it's a good movie. Old. So, next topic on the in the news section is um, the Ask Toolbar is now considered malware by Microsoft. That took long enough. Yeah, so let's talk about that because I and actually I'm not up to speed on this topic. Yeah. But uh, who actually posted that? Was that you I, or Brian? I posted it? But I mean, I think we're all pretty aware of how problematic those the toolbar situation can be. To like when they have like nine or, or ten toolbars yeah. at once. I mean, if you just uninstall like some, uh, rather, if you uninstall like some random software, I can't think of any offhand. Maybe it was like, uh, was did Open Office have it well, or Java or something? Flash. Something. When you flash? install yeah. Flash, flash. It, there's a checkbox. If just, you don't uncheck, yeah, it just it automatically, automatically install yeah. Ask. And who really wants the Ask toolbar? I have no idea. There is nobody that uses Ask. No. No. Uh, I, I, I'm glad it's actually malware. So what's going to happen now? Uh, so I guess Microsoft Windows Defender is going to catch this yeah. as malware. I mean, how do they catch that? Probably. It's yeah, probably. You know, if you have that Defender. enabled, it yeah. should. So is Ask.com still in, in use? Do people still use Ask.com? Or how I assume. That? I think it still exists. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure of anyone mm-hmm. that uses it. So I, don't, tool, I don't know anyone so that uses it. So the toolbar really isn't malware, right? I mean, it's not collecting data and pumping data somewhere that you don't want. It's just a toolbar, so it's really not doing anything malicious. Well, malware is just, doesn't necessarily have to be like sending your data somewhere. Right. It just could just be unwanted software that's you know making your PC it? slower, less what usable, or whatever. What is it? What did they call it before malware? It was crapware. Some, no, but it was something else. They called it. <laughs> they called it. Uh, malware is just a catch-all name for like viruses and Trojans yeah. and adware and it's adware. Just anything. So it used to be adware, and then oh, no, well, no, no. Ad, adware, adware is separate. Yeah, that's different. Okay. But I remember like things like Ask, it was adware where it would give you things but wouldn't do anything malicious, and then malware would actually do possible malicious things and mine data and things like this. Malware is kind of the umbrella. Yeah, okay. exactly. Like so, so adware is always mal- malware, but malware isn't always necessarily adware. I got you. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, bye-bye Ask Toolbar. This will be yeah. great. I think this is a good Hopefully, move because right. I don't think anyone wants this. I don't think anyone's going to go, man, <laughs> I can't live without my Ask Toolbar anymore. Um, so, yeah. So bye-bye Ask. Yep. Uh, on the same line, uh, people are finding that there's naughty software in downloading things from sourceforge.com yeah uh software that's either uh significantly out of date or has bugs or has malicious code in it mm-hmm. uh, is it malicious code i'm sorry well so a, a while back at work i was downloading filezilla for a work related thing on my um on my computer uh-huh. and when i went to install it it windows gave me an error that said you know this is this is not a trusted third party developer and i was like 
What? What are you talking about? Oh, I, I downloaded this from SourceForge. I've been downloading stuff from SourceForge for years. What is this? Yeah. I looked it up, and it was actually unwanted software that had been put there intentionally by both SourceForge and FileZilla. And um, it was really weird to me because, you know, when I'm downloading something from from SourceForge, I just I expect it to be, right. you know, yeah. what, I, what I thought it was because it's always been reliable. Right. And, um yeah, people are really not liking what SourceForge is doing right now. I, I think I read a story well, earlier that Notepad++ pulled their downloads off of SourceForge. Yeah, because and, of and this. I think a, a lot of the problems come or stem from them putting ten download buttons on one page. <laughs> yeah, right. And, yeah, and so you can't you can't determine well which download button do I actually push? Do I right. download but it but or do I get a pop up? Even the legitimate download links are, are having this. This uh, extra software thrown into the downloads. So you could probably problem. find your Ask Toolbar at SourceForge.com. <laughs> um, if you still want it, sure. Yeah, if you want yeah. it, maybe you could go find and it there. Windows will remove it for you. Uh, I've heard the same thing about CNET. Uh, when you download things from CNET, there's another place that's doing kind of the same thing. I, I never, to be could. to be honest with you, I never really did download much from SourceForge. I always like to go to the um, the company or the official website well, and download from there. So they now. Back. Yeah, so now it's actually turning into everybody has their own website, right? But right. you know, five years ago that wasn't the case. Everybody just put their their software oh, up in these, these open source repos and called it mm-hmm. a day. Mm-hmm. So FileZilla may not have had a website five years ago. It may have you know relied on SourceForge to right. mm-hmm. and but, just got the word out. Hey, if you want to buy it, go to filezilla.sourceforge.com. Right. Or, or they had a way to buy it within the app. But today, if you go to FileZilla's website, they have download links and the first one goes to SourceForge. Right. And the, I mean the others go to other places and I mean that's the one that you should use so you don't get the, the crapware bundled with it. But yeah. the first one the one that I clicked on that time mm-hmm. was SourceForge because I trusted it. Or trusted it. And what did you get? Did you get the Ask Toolbar? No. I, <laughs> I, well Windows warned me and I was like hey, wait is this serious? I just downloaded this from SourceForge. Yeah. You know I had to I was like questioning myself and like I was like is Windows lying to me? Like, haha, Windows, stop being dumb. But yeah. it was actually, wow, it was, it was real interesting, real bad stuff. Interesting. Yep. Uh, next topic is: Is the Microsoft Moonraker ever going to materialize? Now, I didn't know about this till I were written to review. Who is whose article is this? Is this? I, I there too. Is this yeah, uh, Phil? It's, it's Phil. So, uh, my understanding about the the Moonraker thing is that it's an old right. uh, Nokia. Yeah, but when, when Nokia was part of Microsoft, though. Right. So um, it looks really cool. It does. But I don't know why they I've... came up with this instead of the why they didn't come up with this instead of the band. To be honest, probably because they wanted all the sensors, and on the band they're going to be open sourcing the sensors, and they're going to have it available for what are you doing? No, so <laughs> <laughs> so let's tell everyone what the let's tell everyone first what well, the who's um, doing things on a computer here that nobody that's listening let's, to this. Let's can tell see. everyone what the um what the Moonraker project is. Moonraker is basically Microsoft's uh, uh, smart, smartwatch. Smartwatch, right? Yeah. And it and looks like a fitness It looks smartwatch. fantastic. I think it looks great. I'm looking at it now. It We're looks looking like at an it Apple now. Watch. So if you Google for... It does look a little like an Apple Watch, yeah. <laughs> if you look for a Microsoft Moonraker project, you'll see, and you'll, we'll have these in the show notes. It's a snazzy-looking watch. Um, I don't know if you can take change the bands, but the bands come in either black, purple, um, green... 
It looks like it may function kind of like the uh, Sony SmartWatch 3 does, uh, where you can just pop it out and pop it into different bands. It uh, looks Maybe. like there's a little notch at the bottom. But yeah. The thing that I find most interesting is the, the interface pictures that they have. It lo- actually looks really nice, like the way that the interface is set up. Mm-hmm. It does. It looks a lot like Watch OS. This was, but this supposedly predates. <laughs> this predates. Oh, does it really? Yeah. Watch. Yeah. 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 Well, I said this is an old. There's. Oh, this is an old project. It's then. an old Nokia project. Oh, okay. right. So that we the don't. Only we reason don't. This exists or is public now is because they've squashed it, as far as I've heard. Uh, what oh, was gotcha. it? Is it EvLeaks? Who Who's the popular leaker? EvLeaks. Yeah. yeah. They yeah, they, they, they leaked they leaked this. Yeah. And um, we don't actually know if this is ever going to be a product. It probably won't. But it's really interesting to look at, and you know. Theorize about why Microsoft didn't release this. I think Microsoft needs a smartwatch. You know, I really do because you have the, yeah. you have you have the right three manufacturers. You have Apple with you know iOS and their smartwatch. You have uh, Wear and Android. Mm-hmm. The next biggest smartphone is Microsoft. What do they have? And I don't the band. The band is it. Mm-hmm. So if they're looking for something that's a little step up and more mm-hmm. like a watch, this would be great for them. I, mean, I think, the, and I think it'd be good for everyone else. Really, this the competition. Ba- the band is nice if it was more comfortable. Yeah, you, you know, had a band. I had smaller. A band. I had a band, and, and, and I liked it a lot, uh, except that it hurt to wear. <laughs> <laughs> I hear a lot of people say that, and some people will swear that it's comfortable. You know, so I think it depends on your wrist. It could, so yeah. It it it, it 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 bangs against this little bone here because well, it's, it's too long. Well, and that's where it kind of gets watch, uncomfortable. When you wear a watch, you should wear the watch either behind that bone or in front of that bone. Right. You should never wear it right on top of that bone. Right. I mean, you hurt yourself. No, I know, but there's no, there's really no <laughs> way to there's really no way to wear the. Microsoft band, unless you flip it across and put it on the, which know. is how they actually wear it. Yeah, that's how you're supposed to wear it. Oh, yeah. we're holding it wrong. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to wear it like that. I mean, well, it's like this. But the cool thing about the Microsoft band is, if it was actually not like giant and uncomfortable, is you could wear that with a watch, and with a smartwatch, and not look ridiculous because it's a fitness band. You could yeah. wear your smartwatch and your fitness band. Yeah, but um, no, what not I was, two smartwatches. That would be dumb. What I was bringing up was the last Microsoft watch that I'm <laughs> that I actually Did really you own one looked of these? at. I owned one of these, and I had it for probably about two or three years. And I'm talking about the uh, the Timex Microsoft Datalink watch. Do you guys remember this? <laughs> Nerd. What? This no. was this was a way ahead of its so, time. This was way ahead of its time. I could tell wow. by the screen. Yeah. It's it's in it's in full 1080p. Where's that was, the where's that the start button? By the way, no where's, start button. Where's the start button? I don't know. Um, but <laughs> basically, what it, when this all this would do? So this would basically sync to your um, calendar and your contacts. That's all it would do. It, that's all it would what, do. What year is this from? This is probably 90, 90? Wow. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. This is probably 1994, 95. This, this just looks like your regular like go to Target, pick up a random digital yes, watch. But watch. the the really trick, does. the magic sauce was, mm-hmm. if you look at this little, if you put there yes. you go, if you put this little sensor, this little thing here, if you look up here, this is a little light sensor. Mm-hmm. There was no Bluetooth at the time, right? And this did not have a USB connection is it or any infrared? other type. Well, what it no, it's not infrared. It's visible light. So what you would do is you would install the application on your desktop, uh-huh. and you had oh, right, to have a, no one had you phones had, that had yeah, this data on it. Exactly, you had to have an LCD. No, no, I'm sorry. You had to have a CRT, of course, a tube. And what you would do is when you'd launch the program, you'd put the program in like get ready mode. You'd tell the watch to do its thing, and you held the watch to the monitor. 
and the okay, mon- that's really impressive. And the <laughs> monitor, I have to say, and the monitor would flash and flicker and flash and flicker. It's like some duck. And would stuff. actually, and would actually um, sync with the watch and transfer the data. What in the world? So we're watching the commercial here. Basically, you type in the things you want to do, and you hold <laughs> what? You hold. <laughs> To transfer data and data from your computer. It works exactly like Will just said. With just a touch of your paw. <laughs> and watch. Pretty smart, eh? And basically, the screen would blink. The screen would blink. And um, that's how it transferred its data. Huh. And at the time, that was awesome. It was magical. I mean, I'm impressed cool. at the, the engineering for that. I'm Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> so hopefully this will be the new data link if they come out with it. I think it would be great. I think it's a cool looking watch. I think they should come out with this with this just because Microsoft is so interoperable these days. It'd be so yeah. cool I to mean, have that a would watch. Have to be cross platform. Yeah. Well, well, no, it doesn't. doesn't it doesn't. They be, could say but... they could say no. You've got your Apple Watch. You've got your iOS. You've got your Google Wear. You've got your Android, and yeah, you got you got an Apple phone. Those fifteen people out in the market who have, I'm sorry, you have, you Windows, have Windows phones. Phone? Yeah. Here's a watch for you. Yep. Phil, this is for you. This is for me. This yeah. is for you, Phil. Great. So it's just what I needed. Another watch. watch. I need a work watch to wear on my other <laughs> You're going to just have like four watches on each, each, <laughs> each hand. Um, next, we're going to talk about VR, virtual reality. Uh, something that actually is very cool. Whenever I hear VR, I think of that movie Lawnmower Man. What in another, the world Another, are you we're, we're about? reaching back into the. <laughs> do you remember Lawnmower Man? I, I do. Okay, yeah. well. I watch uh, a lot of movies, though. I'm probably the youngest person in the room, but I just watch a lot of movies. The movies are good. So anyway, uh, I think it was this week or last week they had mm-hmm. a conference in San Francisco or the Bay Area about virtual reality. They actually have a conference dedicated to the advancement and new technology that comes out in this field. And uh, it looks like Oculus Rift, uh, a very popular and well-respected VR headset, is now uh, partnering with Microsoft. Yep, that's what it looks like. For the Xbox. <laughs> for the Xbox. Right, for Xbox One. It looks like you'll be able to is, use the Xbox One controller to play with the Oculus, I guess. I don't know if it's so, Xbox One games or... Right, so that's what I was going to ask. Is I, I thought the Oculus had its own ecosystem. Is that I incorrect? It, I thought it did, too. Um, it looks like the, the website about this is down right now, so we can't really... Right. Double well, check well, that information. We know why is we know why is the official uh, website E three is going on yeah. this week and it's going right. on right now. So uh, while we're doing this podcast, we probably have all sorts of exciting new plat- gaming platform news coming out. They um, just showed Minecraft on the HoloLens. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. The only nice. game that'll work on the HoloLens. <laughs> oh great. Have any of guys have any of guys have any of you guys played with Oculus Rift or any of these VR technologies? I mean I haven't, so No. I have not. Not in person. You don't have watched, Google Cardboard. I'll, you seem you know, like the okay, person. So actually, have you have Google I, I do Cardboard. Have go- can Google I have? Can I borrow it? Why? I mean, you can because, yeah, sure. You, you can want. use the Apple. It works with you Apple can, devices yeah. now. Yeah, actually, I do have a cardboard. I forgot about that. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. do have. For some reason, I don't feel like that's on the same playing field as <laughs> Oculus. <laughs> Most people say like they bought a cardboard because it was so cheap, and they used it, and they're like, "Cool," and they never used it again. That's I think what that's kind of what I did, right? So it's it's really cool. Mm-hmm. But and I think I, that's what worries me about VR is yeah 
So somebody showed me the like a a treadmill. It's called like the Omni treadmill or something like that that you could use with VR. So you could walk in any direction with a VR headset on and like not have to have a room to move around in. But that is like you're spending you know five hundred dollars in a VR headset and a thousand dollars in a gaming computer to tether it to, and then God knows how much on this treadmill I bet you to walk just go around outside. On. You could probably go outside, yeah, yeah for free, and with a real sword. Yeah. Let me tell you this: there well, better that's be prob- some, that's probably not. You know, there better be some smart. kick-ass content for me to go do all right, this. Right, exactly. I mean, this better be like and I want to do something maybe, I really want to do, and maybe there right. will be, or or maybe you'll just get sucked into the matrix or something. <laughs> I don't know. Or I'll get it and I'll go, man, I just wasted a lot of money on something that, that was cool for ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how how much is Oculus Rift is is, is it a product? It's still a developer. Can you still buy it? It's still developer, and I, I, it's like thirteen hundred maybe. Ooh, it's expensive. It was uh, expensive. Yeah. So Sony is supposed to be coming out with their uh, Project Morpheus in the first half of twenty sixteen, and that's supposed to be one that's a VR headset that's supposed to be a lot cheaper. We're looking at it coming in at several hundred dollars. That could be I'm thinking several hundred, probably five hundred or so. Right. And this is a, this is a leak out of Wired, I believe, uh, and. The interesting thing about this, though, is this actually is going to work with, you know, they're already saying they have a, a whole game infrastructure and lineup set up for this. They're saying 20 to 30 games already set up. I mean, it's a little yeah. bit different than Oculus going, hey, we got, you know, one game or, you know, however many <laughs> games they have. You know, right. Or HoloLens being like, you know, we have Minecraft. <laughs> well, I think the thing with Oculus and HoloLens is that you can do, you can use any Xbox game, any Xbox One game on the Oculus. I thought that was what See, I, I don't, read. I don't know. And on HoloLens, it's it's any Windows 10 app. So if it's a oh, game. Really? Right. But it, it won't necessarily be holographic. I mean, you can right. put it and use it as a display. Right. And, and interact with it, probably. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. If you have a thing that fits on your finger that's yeah. Bluetooth, then. Yeah. yeah. I think you just do like. So the thing is, is are people going to. Play Pac-Man with your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Are people going to want to use this for gaming? Because from what I hear, a lot of people, when they start talking about VR headsets, is that the refresh rate isn't there. It's getting getting, there, They end up getting sick, nauseous, and things like this. Also, from what I've heard, I think the Project Morpheus from Sony is going to be the first one with a first-person shooter. Um, none of the other ones, yeah, none of the other ones have been able to pull off a first-person shooter, and the rumors, at least the ones coming out of Wired, off mm-hmm. the leak, are saying there's going to be a first-person shooter available. Um, you know, something that everybody's kind of had trouble with already. Yeah. There, was, heard- there was a game called Wolfenstein. <laughs> oh, there <laughs> we need was to get that back in, in, in VR. It was Wolfenstein. There was a game called Quake. Quake. <laughs> Duke, Duke, <laughs> Duke, Duke, Duke Nukem. Nukem was awesome. Do you remember that? Yeah. Doom. Doom, yeah, that was awesome. Yes. Boy, those were the days, huh? Nothing like yeah. killing Nazis. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think a lot of people, um, a lot of like the really hardcore gamers and stuff that like grew up in an age where virtual, like, where virtual reality was just like a dream that was never going to happen, are really super excited about this technology. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of those people will buy into this, even if it costs a thousand dollars or or five hundred dollars oh, plus a plus a one thousand dollar gaming computer to tether it to. Right. Yeah. But I don't know that the 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 like normal consumer market is really ready think, for this. I think you're absolutely right, and I think this is the first step uh, into this kind of technology. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of. I don't think it's there yet. I think it's the first step, and people are going to recognize it as being the first step, and there'll be people who have cool games, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to, like, it, it's got a ways to go. Right. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, when, when I saw going back to these games like first-person shooters, and we talk about things like Wolfenstein, 
or Doom or these 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 games. That was kind of virtual reality in itself. You know, you're 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 in the game. You're no longer just controlling like, you know, a little paddle that bounces the ball back and forth. You're actually engaging in a game. You're looking around corners. It's on a two D plane. It doesn't take away your your real reality though. Yeah, right. exactly. So now when we start looking at these things, this is gonna extend that and we'll see where it goes. Anyway. We're literally gonna go into the matrix. I mean that's that's where this is gonna go. Are you gonna take the blue pill or the red pill? Take it both. Yeah. I mean yeah. Listen, what kinda <laughs> what, what goes on if you have both? I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So talking about games, uh little little announcement here. Our uh our friends over to Louisiana Technology Park uh, have a uh, boot camp for kids aged 11 through 16, or equivalent educational level, uh, f- that is called 8-Bit Boot Camp. And this is going on from Monday, July 13th through the 16th, and from July 20th to the 23rd. And it starts at 7.15 in the morning, so those kids have to get up early. Uh, and poor kids. Poor kids. Mm-hmm. And it'll run till about <laughs> 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. If you do um, the extended hours. If you do the extended hours. And what this camp for is is basically an eight-day-long camp uh, that teaches kids the basics of video games, Sorry? how to create them, digital development tools. They'll talk about software that they can get either for free or, or cheap. Um, how to develop game mechanics, rules, art, music, controls. Um they even go into things of how to identify and fix bugs, you know. So this is going to be, I think, going to start off at the beginner level. There, there is really no prerequisite. You have to have, um, you know, you can be a beginner. It says advanced skills levels welcome. So I'm sure people who have, you know, these kids who have a lot of uh, experience gaming on whatever platform are going to fit right in. But uh, there you go. And if you want to uh, learn more about this, you can go to Louisiana Tech, uh, LA, I'm sorry, latechpark.com slash events slash 8-bit-bootcamp. We'll have a link in the show notes and uh, send your kid to uh, learn about how to make video games and make their parents lots of money. <laughs> so then they can retire and buy, and buy Oculus Rift. <laughs> anyway, wow. this leads us on to our topic of today. Our topic mm-hmm. of today was provided by Brian. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for hey, the thank topic. Thank you, Brian. This was hey, a good, no and this problem. was really a great topic. Uh, the topic is, how do you consume or intake your news? You know? From the Venue Podcast. Well, the Venue Podcast <laughs> should where, always... Where the, else would I get news? The Venue Podcast should be your first stop. But if you're going to continue, mm-hmm. uh, where do you go? And, and this is actually a very good question, question Brian brings up. As question. A question. Uh, where do you look for your news? You know, Twitter, Facebook, Flipboard. Um, Brian, uh, I mainly use RSS still. Uh, I'm I'm kind of stuck in in the old school ways of doing this. Uh, Google Reader, the death of that is still heavy on my heart. Me too. Um, yeah. I miss Google Reader. Yeah, so I mean, I've moved over to Feedly, uh, which is a good replacement and good mm. enough replacement. Um, but I'm still I'm still using RSS to kind of grab from all over the web. I don't use the syndicate. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know I, I do see the, 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 the flexibility of using RSS and these things, but I'm per, my, my, my kind of workflow is um, for quick news that I want to have running during the day. Can I guess? Can I guess what, what you use? <laughs> I think you use Twitter. I do use Twitter. Oh, yes. yes. I, I do use okay. Twitter. Um, <laughs> so no, so I do, use, I do use Twitter and I have that usually set up. I, ha- I follow things like um. Uh, 
CNN breaking news and a couple other ones, mm-hmm. a couple other news sites I leave up. And I use lists in Twitter, and I usually kind of let that roll on. I also have a couple of apps, like the CNN app and the local news app on my phone. Yeah. So this will, if there's a breaking news thing that I'm not following Twitter, this will get pushed to my phone, my watch, and I'll look and see, oh, there's a flood, see, you know, or something going on that I want to know about. Mm-hmm. On the, one more time, <laughs> one more thing. <laughs> on the weekends, totally different story. In the weekends, I break out Flipboard, and I'll either use it on an iPad or my phone, and just sit there and just I'll have my coffee and just roll through Flipboard and flip Flipboard, <laughs> Flipboard. It's like Will going wild, and uh, it's a great, it's a great. <laughs> I love it. It's a great tool. I love the richness of it, and so on. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> and that's all I had to say about that. I I tried Flipboard once whenever whenever Google Reader died. I was like, okay, I either need to move over to another RSS reader or I need to try something else. So I tried out Flipboard and I I just couldn't get into it. I, I eventually don't, moved. Why? I don't know. I don't like the randomness. Well, um, so there's no. I like to be able to know where my articles are coming from, and I like to kind of curate, I guess, where those articles are coming from. With Flipboard, it's more. I'm interested in this topic, and and I think Apple News is going to be kind of along the same. The same vein. It's going to be a. I mean, I realize you can. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's not as. It's more based on. I want this subject. Mm-hmm. And right. I don't necessarily care about Joe Blow's website that's talking about this subject that ten other websites are all talking about. So then I have ten websites all talking about the same thing, on this one stream. Yeah, but what I do is so I so it it's, it kind of it actually kind of works like RSS, for instance. Uh, I, I I can add my topics that I care about, you know, technology, news, art, fashion, whatever. I am fashion. Con- I am fashion I am one? fashion conscious. Interior design, another one. I can tell one. by we're, your sporty we're, Reebok. We're polos. building that's a house. So. Black, black polos for life. But well, that that is that is my fashion choice. <laughs> um, but no, you can add things like you know Mac Rumors, CNET, um, VMware, TechCrunch, Ars Technica, and um, you can actually use the app to to pull from those feeds and it gives you a nice stream. Or if you just choose, hey, let me get all of the news, it then bundles everything in one stream and you can kind of flip through it. And sometimes I'll find myself going through just the the, the feeds that I care about and just flipping through them. And of course, they randomly put the, the information together. And I agree, sometimes you do get duplicates. But then a lot of times I'll flip on to the all tab and just the randomness of it is kind of nice. I'll be looking at interior design one day and the next I'm looking at fitness technology. I like it. I guess it depends on how you like to consume that kind of stuff. Because, like, I tried Flipboard whenever Google Reader died. I forget how long ago that was. It was, what, like a couple couple years, three yeah, years, something like something that. Like and whenever I started, um, whenever I got my Surface, I tried out the Windows News app that comes mm-hmm. with Windows 8, which is essentially the same thing and also looks like Apple News. Okay. And um, I, I still, I just don't like the randomness. I don't like yeah. not being able to just see exactly what I want to see. And that's that's why I, I've also stuck yeah. with RSS feeds. A lot of times, I don't know what I want to see. And that's kind of the thing. It's like, hey, I'm on a buffet here. Well, see, for yeah. that, I use Reddit. I, I don't use RSS for Reddit. that. Okay. I just go to Reddit and I... Same, I, same here. Yeah, and yeah. I do use... I just started using Reddit. And it's, it's, it's fantastic. I use the Alien Blue app on my phone. Um, but when I do find those articles that I don't really care about, it's just... You just flick them like this. And not... I don't have to go into all of the articles and then click deeper into it. Like, I'll look at the headline and I can read a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. If I'm really not interested in this, I just flip. 
and I go to the next well, one. And, and if I same. am interested in it, I just click and it moves over and I can read the whole article. Same with RSS. Back. Same, same with RSS, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, but that's where I consume my news. Where else? Do you, does anyone read the newspaper? Like, uh, have, uh, I haven't had a newspaper uh, in years. What, no. what, what is uh, the thing that, the thing that like dogs eat? Yeah, it's white, or the black, you hit your, paper. You, you discipline your dog with, right? No. Flies, <laughs> yeah. discipline flies with it? <laughs> yeah. No. So, Nobody um, reads the newspaper. I still get magazines. I still get magazines. Like, uh, yeah, I'll redeem. You have subscriptions? I have subscriptions that I'll, and I don't pay for them. Well, I pay for them, but uh, usually I'll have, like, uh, frequent flyer miles. And if I don't have enough to actually get advantage and I don't redeem them, I'll just say, okay, I'm going to go get, you know, a magazine, and I'll literally get six magazines, you know, six, six, six magazine <laughs> what types. What a waste of dead trees. Man. It is, it is, <laughs> but on. hey, it's it's free, and they're sending it to me, and sometimes it is nice to actually- They don't offer digital sometimes copies? Sometimes it is, not, they do. Well, you get both. Oh, okay. But sometimes it is nice to actually take something that doesn't require batteries, and just just look at it, it's kind of neat. I don't, I don't understand, why would you want, why would you want Plus, something like that? That, that kills trees, Will. Plus, right. You're plus, a tree killer. Plus, I you can, are not green. <laughs> no. plus, plus, I can use this paper to wrap my cups in when I move. <laughs> so it works. It's a double use. That's a fair enough point. Yeah. So breaking news. Is it breaking? Is, is it breaking? It's, it's pretty breaking. Okay. Uh, LastPass is having a secu- or had a security breach. Uh, looks like anybody who's using two-factor authentication, though, is not affected. Um, <laughs> and they don't think... That everyone is going to have a problem, but they are recommending one password that you change your master password. I don't want to hear about your master, your one password. Okay, I've so, never, I've never, no, I just use one password. The password is incorrect, and then when I don't remember it, it says the password is incorrect. I type it in. That's an old joke. Never mind. Um, <laughs> you can hear the crickets. Wow. right? Yeah. Okay. Well, it didn't come out as good as I thought. Um, <laughs> I, I, LastPass is basically, to someone who doesn't know, is one of these tools that is a master, master password uh, tool. So, like, for instance, you remember 1Password, one 1Password, one and you log into the service, and this is where you can keep a listing of all your passwords, and it's highly secure. You can tell it, you can tell the service to create auto-fill. long passwords, autofill. Uh, so, when you log into your computer, <coughs> excuse me, you log into your computer, you can go to a website like your banking site and just click on the applet in your browser and it fills in the password for you. You don't have to remember it. And the password, what, what, what most security people are saying is don't leave your password very short. Make it a very difficult password, something that's and 27 unique. unique, 27 characters long, mm-hmm. uppercase, lowercase, brackets, squiggles, whatever. So it's very hard for someone to, to crack or, or guess. Uh, and this is what these types of tools do, last password and one password. Is the one I use. Mm-hmm. So what so, happened? So LastPass, how did they get? How did they get? What was the security so breach? How did they get? They had someone breached? in their network. Uh, I'm trying to find the blog post right now. Someone in their network. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you like that? Yep. Was it a foreign? So they don't have any power? any evidence that anything was taken. But they did find that email addresses, well, let me rephrase that, no passwords were taken. But email addresses, reminders, and server pers- uh, user salts were Ooh, taken. Oh, that's not good. But they use some crazy, they use 100,000 rounds of server-side authentication with random salt. Hmm. So That's kind of scary, that, that organization that people trust their passwords with. Got 
Yeah, any, yeah. any kind of data breach, even if passwords weren't taken, it's still yeah. kind of. That's like life alert. Life was it life lock or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, nobody, like, we we won't we we can't be broken. And the yeah. next thing you know, well, they're they're basically done. You know, yeah. they they've been compromised and it's all once, over. I kind of think once you get to a point though, and you have a certain amount of users with all their passwords in it, you're a high top. I mean, you're a high uh, target. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. people are going to want to come after you if you have that many user passwords. Yeah, and the way how LastPass works also, it, it's not just an application you put on computer. It's actually your passwords are stored in the cloud. And I think in their cloud, right, is, is, it the, is the password stored on their it, servers? It is, yeah. Yeah, so hmm. uh, for a long time, one password was not. It was Correct. local on your computer, and you had to sync your phone by a, a Wi-Fi syncing or um, – you know, USB, right, which was a lot more secure. Recently, they just, well, I shouldn't say recently, it, it now integrates with iCloud. Mm -hmm. So if you trust and are comfortable with Apple not being hacked and breached, again, uh, again then, you know, <laughs> you could use that. But um, I don't know. I'm a fan of last of uh, 1Password. But I know a lot of people who use LastPass. Well, I use LastPass it. because it's completely cross-platform. Right. right. You know, you lose that with 1Password. Yeah, so, so you can lose your password to Twitter or Facebook, which is the topic that we were talking about. No, okay, <laughs> I don't know. We got off track with the last pass. No, no, no. Well, we were kind of finishing up, you know, uh, talking about news and where you get your news, and you know, yeah. I still, I look, I still put on, I still go home and put on the television and watch WAFB and I actual. Thought, I thought you, you didn't know. have cable. I don't over the over Air the HD. Air. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So. I'm a, I've, so I've been a cord cutter for probably six or seven years. I haven't had cable, maybe even longer than that. And uh, you know, I've, I use Netflix. I use you know uh, streaming services. Right. And one of the things that I love is over the air HD. I have um, an antenna which is like a little small. It looks like a piece of paper. And you can stick it in the wall. You can stick it in the window or wherever. It can be indoors or outdoors. And it plugs in the coax just like a cable. Mm -hmm. And just with that, with your HD TV that has a tuner in, you can um, download – or not download. You can uh, watch local air mm -hmm. uh, over the air HD. And with that uh, antenna, I have probably about 25 channels. Mm -hmm. So all the local. i got multiple LPBs. I have stuff that I've never seen before, a bunch of – I think I get Telemundo or something yeah. like this. So it's, you know. See, the only reason for me to like watch news, and also the reason that I listen to podcasts, would be if there's interesting commentary, right? Yeah. Which is that's what we provide. I mean, we we don't people don't we do. break. <laughs> we, we're not breaking news to anyone. I mean, realistically, but we're providing commentary on it, and maybe and that's adding to the discussion. Yeah. But that's the only reason I would watch news, like an actual news broadcast. Well, you know, one of the scariest things to me is that people get their news on Facebook. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's very that's scary. Yeah. Terrifying. I hate, well, I mean, I hate and I admit, I admit kind of sometimes I do get my news through Facebook. Well, I mean, if it's legitimate news, but half the stuff you see posted on Facebook is so ridiculous. Well, that's true, but that's why I follow, like, on Facebook, I follow the official, like, the local news channels. I'll follow those guys. Right, but then your and friends will start, like, spreading around this, like, news story or something that's just, like, yeah. from The Onion. Yeah. yeah. Well, the <laughs> onion is a special special case. But. Well, they they'll hit up satire sites and be like, "Oh, yeah. this is real," and you're like, "Yeah, no, it's bad." Yeah. So, some like last year, it was either last year or the year before, the Onion posted an article about like millions of people dying during Black Black Friday, and somebody actually posted <laughs> that as real, as real news, and I was yeah. just like, "Are you, are you serious? Yeah. Millions of people died on Black Friday." <laughs> yeah, that's why, I, I, that's why it's black. Honestly, I use. 
I do get oh. all, the, all the death. I do get my news. I do get my news from social media sites. So going back to this, I do get my news from social media sites, and the big three that I use: Twitter, Facebook, and Google Plus. Those, are, I mean, I do use Google Plus. There's a lot of good, you know, and I kind of subscribe you, to articles differently. You two are the only people I know that still use Google Plus. Yeah, Google Plus is, is nice. I use Google Plus for the communities. The That's, gr- but what I hear is that if you are like really into like the the Android slash Google community, Google Plus is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like there's a and ton they, of Android. Apple. I mean, there's an Apple group that's I'm pretty sure good. I'm sure there are, but I've just There's never... communities for everything, though. So that's yeah. the thing about yeah. Google Plus is you can go and be in any community, and those mm-hmm. communities are super tight-knit. They're really cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the reason I, I don't use it is just because the people that I know don't use it. It's just you two. But you, you know don't, but you don't do it people. for the people. You do it for the communities, right? So yeah, if you go in there for... You should do it for the right. Vine. It's kind of like going to Reddit and going for the subreddits as opposed to going for people. Right. You're not there for the people. You're yeah. there for, obviously, I, yeah. or I hope not, anyway. Uh, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> did, that, did that reference <laughs> just completely just go over your head? <laughs> Do it for the vine. Do you want? Do you guys need to get you use vine at all? Yeah. You don't. You don't use vine. I uh, see. I, I don't do vine? the whole video thing. Um, I, I'm just. I, I don't like short videos. Okay, but well, we won't go into them. By the way, I, was, I had a question about your uh, your antenna. Yeah. Um. So who do you have for for internet though? Uh, a local internet service provider. Okay. Cox Communications. Um, okay. They're not um, just local. They're national. No, they're national. Okay. <laughs> well, national. <laughs> they're local in Baton Rouge as but well. Don't you get? Yeah free over there just hooking straight coax to your tv i don't really uh so so yeah so let me back up so yes in certain situations i can get uh certain cable channels through cox if you just have internet but where my only have one area where the cable terminates that i get that so i have a cable drop in my living room and in my son's room that's the only two Gotcha. My son's room does have that connection. He can watch certain channels. Uh, in the living room, the connection only goes to the cable modem, and my TV's across the ah, the, 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 the the room. So I don't want to have to run another drop or do anything else to get cable there. So I just got an antenna, and I'm pretty much happy. I mean, I really yeah. don't need to see any other things. I get like the 20 channels over there for quote unquote free is fantastic. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And these work, and it's HD quality. In fact, sometimes I think the quality over the air is superior over what I could get from a digital set-top box, maybe in some cases. Maybe. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's it for today's show. Uh, some housekeeping. Uh, rate us and review us. We're on the Apple uh, iTunes store. We're also on Stitcher Radio. So if you are one of those Google people who are using an Android device and not a true you know, oh, here touch, goes again. You touch mean, you mean the superior. Uh, I wouldn't say superior, but anyway. So we, we're open to you guys, too. So go to Stitcher Radio, download the Stitcher app. If you're on a Windows phone, a Google phone, or if you're on an Apple phone, you just want to see how Stitcher works, Wait, go w- get it. Windows phone has apps? <laughs> oh, do they? Is that something new? <laughs> oh, and uh, leave comments on our blog, yes. please. Take the next turn.com or blog.venue.com. Yes.